Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast, where we discuss all things GRC. So if you start off understanding what the purpose is, then you think about how do you get everybody engaged around that. So some of the key tools and the things you need to think about are how you engage, how you support, and how you educate. Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast. My name is Kwame Slusher, and I'm the editor at the GRC Institute. And today we have one of our directors, Annet Duntelar. How are you doing? Welcome back. Thank you very much. Good to be here. So the last time we spoke um, was just before the GRC conference. And I think at the time we were talking about the three lines and role clarity. Um, and now I know that you've been doing a little bit of work on the three lines. So can you just tell me a little bit about this alumni group and the work you were doing? Sure. Well, thanks for that. So at the conference uh, last year, uh, I spoke about this topic and it's always been a passion of mine. Um, it's because it's something that I, for a very long time, have been trying to implement in a number of country, uh, companies, both in Australia and overseas. And after the conference, uh, we had a lot of people that asked about, well, can we talk about this in more depth? Can we explore some of the issues? So I uh, got together with some of the other directors. We spoke about this and also with Naomi. And so we decided to form a to explore some of the issues. And uh, the working group comprises of our alumni, uh, so uh, CCP, CCP fellow. And uh, the way that we've gone about this is uh, we've held a couple of workshops and we're basing a lot of our thinking around putting together a discussion and position paper on behalf of the Institute to really address some of the key issues around the three lines. All oh, right, excellent. So when we talk about the three lines, I mean, just for those who may be new to the profession or not sure what this discussion is about, are the three lines of what and why is it not enough to call it the three lines of defense or is it enough to call it three lines of defense? Yeah, so that's a really good question. So when, when the three lines of defense, uh, when I first became aware of it, which was around about 2003, 2004, um, and um, it was actually uh, recommended to us uh, by a consulting firm that we were using at the time. And back then it was kind of brand new. It was the thing that everyone was talking about. And it was still quite a high level concept. And it was called the three lines of defense. And as we worked through it, I was trying to figure out, you know, and which I've, I've, I've written on a couple of times since, why did we call it the three lines of defense? I really struggled with that because when you talk about defense to me, it's, it's, it feels like it's about stopping something from happening. It's about looking after yourself uh, and making sure that you're defending yourself from, from something happening to you. Whereas a lot of the work that's evolved over the years around compliance and risk management has been around looking at risk and risk opportunities and how to have value creation. What is it that compliance and risk management actually brings to an organization? And so I really struggled with the word with the word defense, even from the very beginning, because to me, it felt like we were trying to stop something rather than exploring opportunities about how to improve risk management, compliance knowledge and engagement and using that for the, for the organization. So when we talk about the three lines, what we're talking about is the, um, is how an organization is structured and the roles and responsibilities within an organization around risk management. So it's, it's about the first line being the business, the second line 
being people who are subject matter experts <clears throat> in managing risks, with, which is compliance and risk management and legal. Uh, and the third line being audit. So that's so when the, it came out as being the three line of defense, people were thinking about the roles that they took to defend themselves in, um, in, in risks. Now, uh, last year, the Institute of uh, International Auditors, the IIA, uh, who published probably the first real paper around the three lines, um, you know, when this first came out, when the IIA issued their paper on the, um, on the three lines, uh, it's interesting that the most recent version they've done last year, they actually dropped the words of defense. And so now they just call it the three lines. And so if you don't really understand what that's talking about, it can actually be quite confusing. So it's, it's about the structure, or that is the three lines that, that we bring to an organization in trying to look after risk. Um, and the word defense, uh, I, I think is a good thing that that's been dropped off. But when people sort of say, well, it's the three lines of what, what we're actually saying um, as, as an institute is that it's really important that we clarify that title. Um, we support the fact that the IIA has dropped the words off defense, but what we think is that just leaving it as the three lines can be quite confusing, particularly if you're a business person or someone new in compliance and risk, and you don't actually understand what this model is trying to achieve purely by having the, the title of three lines. Right, excellent. And you know, with the working group that you're doing and looking at the three lines, uh, I mean, how is this going to help compliance professionals and ultimately their organizations? So like I said, the title is important and we're going to be addressing that. So the two things we're really looking at with this working group and what we're trying to achieve is we're really focusing on definitions. So we want to help define um, the purpose of the three lines, really going back to that. Because when it was introduced, it was almost 20 years ago. And a lot of the discussion has been around how what does each of the three lines do? How does it come together? But the, the discussion around the purpose has kind of been lost. So what we want to do is go back to talk about the purpose. We want to really define some of the key terms that we think actually support that purpose. But most importantly, for compliance and risk management professionals, what we want to talk about in this paper is how you implement the three lines into your organization. Because a lot of the literature that's out there now has been on those earlier points. There's been commentary about, well, does it work? Why doesn't it work? People's experiences, a lot of focus on this, particularly uh, from an audit profession, because like I say, the, the seminal papers around this in the past have been written by the International Institute of Auditors. So there's been a very strong emphasis in that part, but there hasn't really been a lot of literature for compliance and risk management professionals. So that's what we want to achieve with this paper. We want to come up with better definitions and with a guide to help implementing the three lines into your organization. Right, excellent. And down to the last questions, um, any words of wisdom or a bit of advice for those GSV professionals who are trying to, you know, who are working on trying to figure out what these lines might look like in their organization? Sure. So I think first and foremost, it's like with many things, right? Go back to the purpose. What is the purpose of the three lines model? Why why would you even bother? And, and first and foremost, the purpose of, this, of, of the three lines is it's about um, a, bis a business risk model. So if you start off understanding what the purpose is, 
then you think about how do you get everybody engaged around that? So some of the key tools and the things you need to think about are how you engage, how you support, and how you educate. But most importantly, and this is the thing that we want to really address in, in, in our paper that we want to discuss at, at this year's conference, is what do you need to do to successfully implement the three lines? So if you decide that this is the model you want in your organization, that you really want a model that's about having a business risk framework where everyone in the organization is accountable and responsible for the way in which we comply with the, with the regulations that we have in the organization, whether set internally or externally, and the standards and how we address our risks. What do you need to do to make that work? And how do you know when that is successful? So these are some of the issues that we want to tackle in our paper and share with our members at the conference this year. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time, Anna. Thank you. Great speaking with you. This podcast was a production of the Governance, Risk and Compliance Institute, and the music was produced by Rob Neary.